Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams make a midseason splash at the deadline. Plus, St. Louis versus the Rams in the NFL takes a turn. And later, party like it's 1999. We preview Titans at Rams next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bex, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. We are talking about the Rams' newest edition, of course, and then we are talking about uh, what uh, the we got the the LA ramifications is what we're calling that one. We'll talk about this next draft, and I guess maybe the next few drafts that could present some issues for the LA Rams, or will it? We'll talk about it here in a second. Also, we do have the Rams take it on the Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football. It's going to be going under the lights, waiting all day for Sunday night. It's what we will be doing, and it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for this game. We'll get all into all of that on the other half, though, of this episode of Rams Showcase. But because, you know, we do have a lot to talk about, I think we need to hop right in. But like usual, what I'm going to go ahead and do here is uh, we are going to, uh, first of all, pick a winner for our giveaway from last week. The question that I asked was, was you know, we, we traded away Kenny Young, so uh, emotions were were being felt by, <laughs> by many a Ram fan, me included. And so my question to you guys was basically, what is, who is a Rams player right now that you would be okay with the Rams moving? And I did get a lot of answers. And honestly, I got a lot of same answers. Uh, there was a lot of people who said the same players. And I, I, I guess I, I'm not surprised by the answers that were in there. And I'm not going to try to throw anybody out here because we are a Ram show. And we try to keep it as positive as we can. But I will say David Long Jr. Tutu Atwell were named more than one time. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, we got some news on Tutu here that we'll talk about here in a second. But let's, first, let's get our giveaway going. And um, let's see here. Make you uncomfortable eye contact with uh, the camera here so that nobody thinks that I'm a cheater. Because this is not a cheating show. We are not Astros on this show. And let's see who this winner is. You got to be kidding me. Rams House! <laughs> Rams House is another winner! You win again, Rams House! Uh, I need you to send me a message to confirm. You know what, though? Rams House is already... I'm going to do another one. Josh doesn't know this. Josh probably doesn't approve of this, but I'm going to do another one anyway. Oh, we're doing it. I don't even care. Let's see. Peter Kugler! I think that's a fresh win. Alright, Rams House, you still win. Okay, you still winner. Alright, for sure. But... This, this is now, I think, three. <laughs> so we are giving this one. We're doing another one to uh, Peter Kugler. And what I'm going to need from you, Peter, is uh, you need to send me a message on social media, uh, whether that's Ram Showcase, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. You can message myself. Uh, my personal Facebook is fine. At Sheriff Jobags on Twitter, Instagram. 
Uh, you can message any of those pages, uh, and I will confirm with you that I did receive the message, and then we'll get it forwarded, and then you get a prize pack from... Which one was it? Oh. Shows Customs! I almost just turned up my treble, so that would have been... I would have just sounded like crap. <laughs> but, uh, Peter, we're going to toss you into that one. We are going to actually do two giveaways this time. I actually have not thought about uh, my question or anything. Um, what I'm going to do, though... Because I'm gonna do, I'm gonna force this one a little bit. I don't even care. I'm gonna force it a little bit because we're gonna do a Shaw's Customs giveaway, and then I'm also going to do. I, oh man, I'm gonna feel like a jerk if I don't know the name. I'm trying to remember the name. I want to say it's All Pro, All Pro Sports. Is that right? Or you guys are gonna watch me search? I don't have the name, but it is from. Uh, I forgot. That's my bad. Uh, it's from AJ who actually was, like, I think the first winner of the Shaw's Customs giveaway and was like, hey, I do cool stuff, too, and would like to give stuff away. And I was like, dude, heck yes. And then we kind of just do that. And so I also, uh, with with AJ, what we're actually doing also is uh, we're going to try to work on some T-shirts. That's uh, We're kind of in the, the beginning stages right now of talking, uh, talking about some T-shirts, about different designs and stuff like that. Uh, Shaw's Customs can do T-shirts as well, but you know what? Y- y- you can never have too many, you know what I mean? You only have one body, but you have different days of the week, and you shouldn't wear the same shirt every single day. And if one of those days of the week you're wearing a sweet Ram Showcase shirt, then I think you're doing just fine. But for the Shaw's Customs giveaway, what we'll go ahead and do, and he has no idea I gave away two, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's fine. Um, what we're going to go ahead and do, you know what? I, I'm I'm really curious about this one, actually. What I'm going to go ahead and do, this is actually going to be almost Unrams related, but because you're here, I'm sure you're a Rams fan, so what I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys for is tell me your second favorite team, not NFL, okay? So for myself, I'm a huge Colorado Avalanche fan as well. Got the jackets tonight. It's, it's Wednesday as date of recording. Uh, so got the blue jackets tonight. I'll have it on the background as I'm editing, but we know I'll have that now. But if that's like the Dodgers, if it's the Lakers, anything, any of those teams, whatever your second favorite team is that's outside of the NFL, I don't want to hear about your second favorite NFL team because I think that's a little bit bogus, okay? You get one team. You get one, okay? Uh, so tell me your, your your next favorite sports team outside of that. It could even be college if you want. Any sports team. I don't care if it's the Rocky Mountain vibes, okay? Just give me another team. And for our, our other uh, one here you guys can I, I'm gonna I'll let you guys package them in the same comment here I need you guys to tell me you know what just just what year you guys became a Rams fan we'll do two separate giveaways but I need both of those I need who is your favorite team outside of the Rams outside of the NFL and then also uh, what year did you become a Rams fan you can package those in together and I will do separate giveaways we're gonna be scooting those off to the side we'll do separate giveaways for those uh, so one courtesy of Shaw's customs and uh, the other courtesy of AJ <laughs> because I am a jerk and forgot the name but we'll absolutely shout the heck out of it to actually you know what I'll find I'll make sure I find it and I'll post a, a link in the description below so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about here if you guys can hear my voice it's down there but I think we need to get into the juiciness of this episode because we actually do have a decent amount to talk about uh we have a lot of stuff to talk about so we'll go ahead and start with the biggest news the biggest of news the rams have traded for linebacker von miller von miller is now a los angeles ram and i don't want to take a whole bunch of credit for this because a i didn't i wasn't making phone calls i wasn't like on the phone with john elway like all right so if we did it like i was not doing any of that stuff so i can't take really any credit but what i will take credit for is that i went into work on what was it monday morning 
went into work Monday morning. One of my friends, good friend of mine, known him for quite a long time, worked at the same, like we, my very first job is where I met him. So we've been, we, we've been friends. We go way back, man. And I told him, I I walked in, I saw him. He's wearing his, his Broncos quarter zip as he usually does. And I said, Hey man, it's like, I don't know what it is. There's something in me. I have no sources. I have no, no rumors. I have nobody talking about this. But something tells me that Von Miller is going to be a Ram by the end of today. And his response was, nah, he's not going to be a Ram. Like, he's so ingrained in Colorado, man. He, like, he's part of Denver. He loves it here. Uh, there's no way that Von Miller gets traded. So, like, yeah, man, I don't know. I just got, I just got this feeling, man. I don't know. I just can't shake. I can't seem to shake it. I can't, I can't seem to shake it. I feel like either Von Miller, maybe Kyle Fuller, but Von Miller just, it feels real to me, man. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, take it easy, man. I'll see you later. And I left the office as I usually do. And I get to like my very first place that I'm going to, and I keep my phone on silent most of the day. So if I'm not responding to messages and stuff like that, that's actually wise because it's probably sitting in my pocket and I have no idea that it's going off, but that's irrelevant. I pull out my phone and I see a message from him. He said, Vaughn Miller is a ram. You called it, Sheriff. <laughs> to which I, in my car by myself, was like, yeah, let's go. And I was over the top. Over the top. And so I called it, I guess. Jostradamus is a very real thing. And it, sometimes it's just in my bones. It's like when I woke up like a week before the draft. And I was like, ah, there's something. I just have a feeling Todd Gurley is going to get drafted by the Rams. I don't know what it is. We didn't need a running back at the time. We had Zach Stacy and Trey Mason. We were playing great. We didn't need a running back. But something in me was like, I, I just feel I, something tells me Todd Gurley. And that's exactly what happened. We, we know that now. But the LA Rams did trade for linebacker Von Miller via the Denver Broncos, who also have been involved in a Rams-related linebacker trade recently. Kenny Young being sent over to the Denver Broncos. The Rams send a second-round pick and a third-round pick over to Denver. The Broncos will also cover $9 million of Von Miller's $9.7 million salary this year. This is a contract year for Von Miller, and he is expected it is expected that the Rams will try to extend him in some capacity I'm not sure exactly what that looks like but also don't be surprised if Von Miller still ends his career in Denver I I think that Von Miller like we'll we'll lease Von Miller for a little bit and then I think he goes back to Denver for the very very end and plays like one last season there and then retires like I don't know what it is just how I had no idea what it is what it was telling me that Von Miller was going to become a Ram there's something telling me that, yeah, but he's still going back to Denver. So, you know, and he's what, 32, I believe. He was born in 89. So, yeah, that checks out. That's how math works. And um, I also think this is pretty cool. Von Miller will wear number 40, which was his number at Texas A&M, which also, by the way, is a definitely a reason, uh, another reason I'm excited for Von Miller coming to the, uh, to the LA Rams because I'm a big Texas A&M fan as well. And... He will wear number 40, the same number he wore there. He did receive the blessing from the family members of Hall of Fame Rams great. Everybody knows this name, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. And you have to say crazy legs like that, I think. You got to try to get it as crazy as like a car salesman. Like, crazy legs, come on down to crazy legs, get your newest Honda, you know. It just kind of has that feeling to it. And then, uh, you know, Von Miller also currently in the NFL, he leads all active players in sacks. He's got... 
uh, 110.5 career sacks. Aaron Donald at 90.5. So they're both very close there. Both lead the NFL since entering the, the league. So uh, Von Miller, has he, he was drafted in 2011, second overall by the Denver Broncos, and he leads the league in that time span. But from 2014 on, Aaron Donald actually leads the league with that 90. So 90.5. Don't want to short him. Don't want to short him. Uh, Miller has also uh, recorded has only recorded uh, less than a double-digit sacks two times. Keep in mind, he did not play the 2020 season, but those two times he did not record double-digit sacks, that was 2013 and 2019. He has uh, four and a half sacks coming into this season, and honestly, we got nine games left. I feel like he can hit the double digits this season as well. And who was it? I want to say it was Orlovsky, possibly. I, if, I, if I'm if i wrong, I, I do apologize to the gentleman that actually said this. Uh, but he was talking about, like, if you get Sebastian Joseph Day right over the center, right over the center, looking looking him dead in the eyeballs, okay, and then one side, you've got Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, and the other side, you've got Ashawn Robinson and Vaughn Miller, where does the attention go? Does it go to Aaron Donald? Well, it should, but all that means is that Leonard Floyd on the edge, Vaughn Miller on the edge, likely single blocked, so... I, this is going to work out great. I'll be honest with you guys. We do have some fan cases on this, and I will answer some questions in there. Uh, but I really just feel like the way that the Rams secondary has been playing this year, which has been a little bit softer than it, than it was in, the, in the, the couple years previous, I think that a pass rush only benefits the secondary greatly. Like somebody like Jalen Ramsey, I think definitely feels the benefits of this. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, I think more so than Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald is still going to get a lot of attention. Just because we bring in Von Miller does not mean people are going to stop doubling Aaron Donald. Like that's still going to be a thing. So I think Leonard Floyd really benefits from this move as well. So Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, I think are the biggest beneficiaries of the signing or the trade acquisition of linebacker Von Miller. But uh, he hasn't appeared on the stack column on the stat sheet uh, since he notched. It was a half a sack against the Ravens. That game came on October 3rd. He has already played the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens, two of the Rams' future opponents this season. The Rams now do have just four selections currently in the 2022 draft. So what does that mean moving forward? The L.A. ramifications of trading away all these draft selections. And I've, I've, I've had discussions about this in, in different forums, I guess you could say, uh, different areas that I've had these, this talk about. I don't think that what the Rams are doing is necessarily that bad. And I don't think that what they're doing is leading to inevitable failure. Okay, so let's take a look at it. The Rams currently have four picks in the 2022 NFL draft. Les Snead is expecting that the Rams will end with eight after comp picks, comp, compensatory picks actually get added. And if you look it looks like we're already receiving a third-round pick for Brad Holmes. Uh, the, the the Detroit Lions signed him as their GM. He was part of the Rams organization all the way back to 2001. So he's seen a lot of different situations for the LA Rams, multiple logos, different colored horns. He's seen it all. Uh, but now he's with uh, the Detroit Lions, and uh, so we do get a, a comp pick for that. But you also got to think possibly Gerald Everett, definitely John Johnson, chance of Troy Hill, uh, chance, I guess, small chance, I would say, of Josh Reynolds. Um, trying to think who else left here. Uh, the Michael Brockers, I, I think that, that that could be one for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some situations where the Rams could, could definitely recoup four more picks. You know, that makes sense. So really, we're looking, and, and according to Les Snead, Les is expecting that the Rams will still have eight selections in the in the draft, so I think that that's massive. But is building a team like this 
worse or better than building through the NFL draft? And this is a question that I do want input on. I'm asking you guys, what is better? Is it better to trade picks away for proven talent or to take that flyer on a rookie and see what they can do for you? So first and foremost, I want you guys to think about this one. I want you guys to name every rookie in the NFL today outside of the Rams who would actually be a starter for the LA Rams right now. On this roster today, I want to know who you think would be uh, a starter. Yes, there are some. Yes, there are some. I'm not going to sit here and say there there are none. Rams do have rookie starters right now. I mean, Ernest Jones, Robert Rochelle, these guys are playing ball right now. Okay, but let's look around the rest of the NFL. Who, what rookie could start for the Rams? I want your guys' input on this one. If the Rams were to win one Super Bowl in the next four years... Would you rather take that? Would you rather win one Super Bowl in the next four years and then have a below 500 record in years five, six, seven, possibly eight, maybe nine? Or would you rather be a solid team for 10 years, but you never can make it past the championship game or divisional? Like you're usually out in the divisional round. Every once in a while, you can pop into the championship game, but you lose that every single time. 10 years. You're a solid team. You're a very good team but you do not win at all. Or do you take one ring in the next four years and then suffer a fall off? I legitimately want to know because I have my answer. I win the ring, okay? I win the ring and then I worry about the future when the future comes. That's just my own personal preference on that one. But there are more than one way, there is more than one way to build an NFL roster. And it's not that the Rams, according to Les Need, Sean McVay, it's not that the Rams don't value draft picks is that they value them in a different way. Instead of getting a second and third rounder next year where maybe those guys will play, we're a pretty good roster right now. Maybe those guys will play. Maybe they're not ready for the NFL. Tutu Atwell comes to mind. Maybe maybe they're just coin tosses, which is exactly what a draft pick is. You know what's not a coin toss is that now NFL offenses have to plan against the LA Rams defense that includes Von Miller. To add into Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, Darius Williams, Jordan Fuller. Now you add on top of that Von Miller, but there's more than one way to build a team, and that's just exactly what the Rams are doing. They're just doing it in a different way. What does a second and third round pick in the 2022 NFL draft do for us today? Nothing. And we're trying to win games today. We can worry about tomorrow when tomorrow shows up, all right? When the Rams were hoarding draft picks and we're picking in the top 10, 5 every single year, how did that work out for the Rams? It didn't. Spoiler alert, it did not. A lot of those picks were busts. The Rams' most recent first-round pick feels bustish. Had some good years, but ultimately... Not not living up to the number one overall pick, I know that much. But draft picks are always hit or miss. Even first round picks are 50-50 hit or miss. Always. Go look at the draft classes. Go look go look at two years, three years ago. Look at the first round and look at for all the guys that you don't hear about anymore. It's most of them. You know who's not on that list? Jalen Ramsey. Von Miller. 
If you can move two coin tosses for a player that you think will help you win today, you do it. Will the Rams fall off? Possibly. But doesn't everybody? The NFL is designed for the ebbs and flows. The NFL is designed to rise, fall, build back up, fall again. That's what the NFL is designed for. Even teams who build through the draft. Because if, you, if you're picking top five and you're hitting top five, which is rare that you're hitting every single time you're picking top five, eventually those turn into top 20 picks. Then top 30 picks, hopefully. Hopefully you're sitting in the 20s after a couple years of nailing first round picks. It doesn't always happen though. Ask the Jaguars. Ask the Lions. Ask the Jets. Ask these teams who are always in the top five. Guess what they're going to be picking next year? Top five probably. But the Rams? Not. Not because we traded them away, because that is part of it, but because if we were picking in the first round, our pick's going to be in the 20s. Hopefully 32, hopefully 31, 32, probably at least past 24, 25, 26. We're going to be past that. We feel good about that, right? This is a 7-1 team going into week nine. We feel pretty good about that. But let's take a look at some of the the the... the the last few drafts that the Rams have had also, because keep in mind also that um, the Rams are hitting on late picks. 2020 draft, Bryson Hopkins, fourth round pick. Jordan Fuller twenty uh, was a sixth round pick. Seventh round pick, Tremaine Ancrum. All those guys are still here. 2019, fourth round pick, Greg Gaines. Plays awesome. Fifth round pick, David Edwards is a starter. Seventh round pick, Nick Scott. He's getting rotational play. He's playing better every single year. 2018, Joseph Nopum was a third round pick. He played great at left tackle in uh, Whitworth's absence. Fourth round pick, Brian Allen, starting center. Fifth round pick, Obanaya Okoronkwo is a rotational uh, edge rusher. Number six, Sebastian. Jo- sixth round pick, Seb- Sebastian Joseph Day, starter. Seventh round pick, Traven Howard, who has been getting into rotation, is hurt now, unfortunately. 2017, third round pick, Cooper Cup. Third round pick, John Johnson. Fourth round pick, Josh Reynolds. Fourth round pick, Samson Abukam, which I can argue while they were here, they were all, they were all very productive. Cooper Cup's still here. I'd rather go all in for the whole thing than be slightly above average for an extended period of time. And that's my biggest point here. I would rather be really dope right now, next year, next year, and then have a fall off than just be a pretty good team for the next 10. Maybe I'm alone there. Maybe I'm not. But the most aggressive teams in the NFL right now are the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals. Between the three of those teams, there are four losses on the season. You go ahead and keep building through the draft. You keep overvaluing these draft picks. The rest of us, we're going to go just keep winning ball games. How's uh, valuing those draft picks for the Jets? How's valuing those draft picks for for the Jaguars? How's that working out for them? Answer, it's not, okay? They're still going to be picking top five this next season, all right? And also, I keep seeing the argument, kind of shift just a little bit here. I keep seeing the argument that the Rams are just, they, they, know, they don't draft, and they, they, all, their, all their people that they bring in is from outside. So let's take a look at some of the guys who are not homegrown, not drafted by the Rams. You got Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, now Von Miller, uh, Austin Corbett as well. You know who is homegrown, though? Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, the rest of the offensive line, Van Jefferson, Darius Williams, Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller, Sebastian Joseph Day, Ernest Jones. I think that the Rams are doing fine in building a team, all right? So who's homegrown in Tampa Bay? Chris Godwin? Is there anybody else? Who's homegrown in Arizona? Kyler Murray? Who else? 
Those teams, though, get praised for how they handle their additions. The Rams do not. Is it possible, though, my question to wrap up here, is it possible that Les Snead and Sean McVay just kind of know what they're doing? Is that Has that even crossed anybody's mind? That Sean McVay, Les Snead, they're sitting in the front office, and they're also planning for the future, and they understand what's coming around the, the, the corner here, and that they're prepared for it, and have a plan for it, and will execute that plan, and it's going to be okay? Has anybody considered that? Eight draft picks is what we're anticipating having in the 2022 draft, but we trade away all of our picks. Pay attention to it. That's all. That's all. Just pay closer attention. It's fine. It's fine. Let's shift gears here to something that I did want to just give you guys updates about because this is really really interesting stuff that uh, is coming out, and this is actually something I've been covering as we've been getting news. I'm sure some of you guys have already kind of heard some of this information, uh, but, you know, Stan Kroenke, he has informed the other NFL owners that he no longer wants to pay for the legal fees in the case versus St. Louis. It looks like St. Louis is not interested in settling, so those legal fees are just going to keep growing. Pro Football Talk members are now thinking that this could lead to where the NFL just offers St. Louis an expansion team. I still don't think that that's an option. I think that the city of St. Louis and the NFL, their relationship, I think, is so severed right now that I don't think uh, an expansion team is is what is going to solve that. I think cash money is what solves that, but... Hey, it's, it's possible. And guys like Florio, they're talking about expansion team. They think that that's a very real possibility. So, hey, maybe they have some information that I don't have. But some owners, they did fail to provide their the records of their books, something that the courts actually asked them to do to determine what the potential damages would be to the city of St. Louis. In 2016, Stan Kroenke, uh, he did agree when when the the vote was happening to approve the, the Rams' move to, to L.A., uh, Stan Kroenke agreed to cover the, the legal fees for all of it, and uh, I don't think that he expected them necessarily to get this high, and he also, uh, some of these teams' legal fees have hit eight figures. Kroenke was asked to leave the room at the, the owner's meeting by Roger Goodell, which is not a common occurrence. Kroenke did, he did leave the room, and Jeff Pash briefed the room that Kroenke has began to challenge the indemnification that he signed in that 2016 vote, saying that he has done a lot for the league and brought a lot of attention and a lot of positive things for the NFL, which includes the whole development at SoFi Stadium. Um, But also, sidebar here is, like, if an indemnification was even needed in the 2016 meeting, doesn't that kind of just admit a little bit of fault? Like, wouldn't you only need that if you knew that the legal fees were going to be pretty substantial? And wouldn't the legal fees only be substantial if you knew that the relocation was breaking the rules of, like, the the NFL relocation policy? If you knew that that was breaking the rules that St. Louis would come after the NFL? That's the only reason I think that you would sign that indemnification. But Jerry Jones has had... Stan Kroenke's back, he typically does. Robert Kraft says that Kroenke's position is unfair, citing that the legal issues that he's had to deal with for the past few years are are just not cool. Not cool Kroenke is basically what Kraft is saying over here. Kraft did mention that if he knew that providing financial records was going to be part of the legal issues, that it would have dissuaded him and possibly other owners from allowing the Rams to move to Los Angeles. Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, cites that initially the Raiders and Chargers proposal actually was preferred by the owners, so he doesn't want to have to, to start covering any of his legal fees. John Mara, New York Giants, stated that without the indemnification, he and others would not have voted for the Rams to move. 
email leak from the uh from an official so this is also part of the the 10,000 emails that have been leaked this does include some of this information but it looks like there was an email leak from an official affiliated with the Carson project which was that Raiders Chargers project detailed to the city of St. Louis authorities uh, that all all the ways that the Rams were actually in violation of the relocation policy. Part of Kroenke's argument is that somebody is inside the NFL, is helping the city of St. Louis in their court case, so why should he pay for all these legal fees when somebody inside the NFL is driving those that, that price up, driving up those fees? So he should not be fully responsible for the bill, and uh, included that the Chargers only play at SoFi Stadium for $1 a year. So those pay-the-rent comments, I think, are ridiculous when you know that they pay $1 a year. I guarantee Spanos can handle $1. So the owners, other owners spoke out against Kroenke's position, which led to Jerry Jones mentioning that Kroenke could sue the NFL over this indemnification. So there's a lot of information to unpack there. And I can't unfortunately go into like super details, A, because I am not all into the legal jargon. I don't fully understand all of it. I'll be honest with you guys. If you guys are part of that squad that is super into that stuff, though, there is information out there that you can find about this court case. But what it sounds like right now is it's getting even juicier, all right? The city of St. Louis just wants their money. The NFL is racking up legal fees, which Stan Kroenke did agree to pay, but now he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to cover all of it because somebody inside of the NFL related to the Rams or the the Raiders and or the Chargers is giving information to St. Louis about why the NFL, the Rams were wrong to move the, the, the Rams to Los Angeles out of St. Louis. Let's move on. Just some quick transactions for you guys before we get into our look back here. Uh, and then and then uh, we'll go to, yeah, we got rest of the West and then our, our game preview. We're going to go a little bit long today, I think. But uh, I, I think you guys are okay with that. I never get too negative comments so <laughs> when I go a little bit long. So just some quick transactions for you guys. The Rams did place wide receiver Tutu Atwell and linebacker Traven Howard on IR. Howard may return, but Atwell will have season-ending surgery. So we will not see Atwell again this year. On the Sean McVay show, Sean McVay did say that Andrew Whitmer, Sebastian Joseph Day, Darius Williams uh, should all be able to return this week. And other transactions for you guys. The Rams have waived wide receiver Deshaun Jackson after not being able to find a trade partner for him. And you'll see online that people just have not been following the situation apparently because they're like, what? The Rams are stupid. This is exactly what he wanted and it's totally fine. All right. The Rams also did waive uh, defensive end Jonah Williams. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break here. On the other side, we got the look back. Rams beating up on the Texans. We'll be right back. So the LA Rams were able to kind of handle the Houston Texans. It was not a very close game. The game ended with a score of 38 to 22, but let's not pretend like that's as accurate as a representation of how this game was going. All 22 points of the Houston Texans came in the fourth quarter after the Rams had pulled all of their starters. To let you guys know how that fourth quarter went, John Wolford, the Wolf, he only threw two passes. And his completion was to uh, Benny Scoe, so that was actually pretty cool. But... Uh, the Texans ended the day with 323 offensive yards, entered the fourth quarter with 73. So a big old chunk of them yards, 300, uh, th- was, uh, 250 of them uh, did come in the fourth quarters, which was against backups. So we, we stopped seeing a lot of the, the Rams starters, uh, but it was a dominating day for the LA Rams, the first team unit there. Once the starters were pulled, Texans were able to kind of move the ball and start kind of getting some things going. But also, starters were pulled, and play calling was not... It was it looked preseason out there. The Rams, 
took the fourth quarter to like talent evaluate out there. It was just, it wasn't a whole lot going on, but we did get a recipient for our game badge. Somebody who has never seen the game badge, put it up. That's right. Ernest Jones, linebacker, rookie linebacker, led the team in tackles with seven solo and two assists, had a half a sack and a pick, a big old pick for Ernest Jones. And honestly, solid run back, solid run back. I was, I was pleased with the run back for sure, man. It was a big day for the rookie linebacker. Exactly what we needed. Coming into that game, we lose Kenny Young. And, and like fans, I was I was sitting here. I was like, man, Troy Reader played a terrible game against the Detroit Lions. Played much better against the Houston Texans. So I got to give him credit there. You know, was able to bounce back, which I love to see. I love to see when, when somebody has a weak game that they come back and play really well. Similar to Greg Gaines in the 2020 season where he started kind of weak and it was like, dude, come on, I know you're better. Than and then he was able to, to put it together. So Ernest Jones, though, gets the game badge. First time for Ernest Jones. And I want to say this is the first rookie getting the game badge. But how could you say no? He led the team in tackles. He had the pick. Man, he's all over the place. He green dotted just for a little bit out there because Jordan Fuller typically green dots, but Jones had it for just a little bit there. I saw it every once in a while. But hey, man, Ernest Jones, happy that dude's on our squad. I'll tell you that much. Also, not a first round pick for those curious. Uh, Let's move on here. Matthew Stafford. He just looks calm, comfortable, and confident. Man, triple C out here. And he's just looking good, man. He had he went 21 of 32, 305 yards, three utilities to zero interceptions, did not play in the fourth quarter. So he was on pace for, what was that, like 408, 409, something like that, uh, and four touchdowns, no picks. But he didn't play in the fourth quarter at all. So, hey, it's all good, though. Puts up 300 yards in three quarters. If we, like, we see a 305-yard Three touchdown, no pick day for Matthew Stafford. It's like, all right, so Matthew Stafford was Matthew Stafford today. If we saw that from any of the Rams, like, past, like, five, six, seven, quarter, eight, nine, maybe, like, since Warner, <laughs> that we'd be like, oh, man, it was a great day. But, like, for Stafford, it's like, yeah, he's, he's Stafforded out there. Like, it's fine. You know, not a big deal. Next up, we got running back Daryl Henderson. Looks strong. And uh, he does appear to be getting a little bit better every single week, which I like to see. He's he's running a little bit more confident every single week, which I do. I, I'm a big fan of. He had 14 carries for 90 yards, one touchdown, did not play in the fourth quarter. Almost was looking like he was going to get his first 100-yard game since early in the 2020 season. Wide receiver Cooper Cup continues to crack skulls and crush souls. Seven receptions, 115 yards, and one touchdown. BT dubs. I'm putting that on a t-shirt, guys. If you guys want a cracking skulls and crushing souls t-shirt, just keep your eyeballs open because we're, we're trying to work on that right now. I got to figure out some kind of design or something, man. Maybe maybe if you guys have suggestions, let me know. But uh, also, somebody somebody responded and they were like, isn't that from like... Um, uh, the some video game or something? And I was like, I have no idea. I have... I have an Xbox 360 that's in this box over here that I've lived in this apartment for like a year and a half. Hasn't even been out of there. And it's a 360. Okay, I just, I'm not a gamer. I'm not anti-gamer. If you're a gamer, heck yeah, do your thing, man. That's awesome. I just don't care enough. I did, I, And also, I'm uh, pretty busy. Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I get antsy when I'm playing video games. I feel, I feel like I'm like, ah, I'm wasting time. But it doesn't matter. But no, it, uh, theirs was different. I think it was something about bones. But um, no, mine's uh, cracking skulls and crushing souls. 
because that's where it's at. But Cooper Cup was doing just that. And last one there here that we will highlight is going to be cornerback Dante Dion. He's bringing that energy, man. He's playing so awesome lately, too. He's playing some really, really good football. Had seven total tackles and that sideline pick that I wish would have counted because that was so crispy. Oh, my gosh. Like, when it happened, it was like, oh, he didn't catch that. And then you see the replay, and we were like, whoa! Like, <laughs> like we were losing our minds. It was awesome, man. It was so much fun. So cool to see Dante Dion just really getting it done right now. And I do think that the emergence of Dante Dion is quite literally why the Rams did not try to make a move at the cornerback position ahead of the trade deadline. I do think that Dion played a big, big old part of that. So would have liked to uh, see that pick count. Uh, we would have seen it on repeat all week long. We would have seen it on a bunch of stuff. It would have been on them highlights and stuff like that. And like Sean McVay said, like in the building, it kind of counts because like they know what happened. And it was like an Ernest Jones hand to the face that got it called back, unfortunately. So, I mean, it happens. I mean, both teams got to play by the rules. And uh, Jones kind of ruined the Dante Dion interception. But it's all good, man. We, we still, we know, we know, we know. Uh, let's go into the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. NFC West looking real nice right now. Actually, we only had the Arizona Cardinals were the only NFC West team to lose this last week. So in quite a twist of events, the Arizona Cardinals did fall to the Green Bay Packers. That score was 24 to 21. Green Bay without like any weapons. They had none of the weapons this week. They don't have uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is unfortunate. But last week they didn't have anybody. Uh, for Rodgers to throw to, and now they'll get all those guys back, but Rodgers won't have well, Rodgers won't be throwing. It'll be Love, so we'll see what Love does with live bullets. But uh, Green Bay was able to just get, kind of get it done, and honestly, like it really just looks like the Cardinals had like one of those days. They just kind of had like a just an, a little bit off day. They didn't seem fully together. I think JJ Watt going down, Kyler Murray's now a little bit banged up. I think that they just kind of went into this game. I don't know. Maybe it was the short week. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but they seem to have one of those games, which, I mean, we talked about on the NFC West roundtable this week, uh, the AZ sports fan, he was talking about it. He was like, you know what? It's almost good now. It's like, now we don't have like that pressure of like, Hey, the only undefeated team, like, and now they can just go play some ball. I think they beat up on the 49ers this week. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a blowout, but I mean, who's to say, I have no idea, but the, the Arizona Cardinals, if also, I mean, you gotta think that if, if green, if AJ green just turns his head. Maybe that game just ends different if he just looks for the football, which I just I just don't think he was expecting it at all. But in week nine at the San Francisco 49ers, 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on Fox, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Chicago Bears by a score of 33 to 22. The 49ers win, but the Bears showed us that uh, using a rookie QB can be a pretty exciting thing sometimes. All right. We got Justin Fields pulling Michael Vick plays out here like he's in the simulator, the Michael Vick experience or something, and he's just looking awesome. And also, why is why is Shanahan running a offense that's perfectly suited for Trey Lance but with Jimmy Garoppolo? What the heck is he doing out there, guys? I don't know. But uh, I also am a little bit sad uh, at the 49ers for 100% depriving us of Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. That's, that's what we wanted, Shanahan. Come on, man. Don't do that to us. But, um, you know, Jimmy had a had a fine day. 322 passing, but no passing touchdowns. Did have a rushing touchdown. Week 9 at home against the Arizona Cardinals. We just talked about that. 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. And uh, we don't have a distribution map for you guys this week because the Rams did not need one. Prime time, baby! Uh, Seattle Seahawks defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-7. to Geno Smith had 195 passing yards, but two touchdowns, no picks. And Tyler Lockett, 
I mean, he he had like what felt like all of it. And, and Geno Smith loves him some Tyler Lockett, apparently. Lockett had 12 receptions for 142 yards. So just like like a nickel's worth of yards uh, that go to everybody else. And the Seattle Seahawks this week are on a bye. So let's put up the standings. You got the Arizona Cardinals and LA Rams sitting at 7-1 apiece. But the Arizona Cardinals have defeated the LA Rams head-to-head. We will get them later on in the season, though. And then you got those dweebs at the bottom. You don't necessarily need binoculars now, but you definitely need to uh, to to squint maybe to see them still. The San Francisco 49ers three and four, Seattle Seahawks at three and five. And you know what? I feel pretty good about the Seattle Seahawks kind of bumping up there a little bit to uh, to probably third place. And hey, I mean, if the Niners, it's division game. If they can do it against the Arizona Cardinals, and maybe the LA Rams can leave Week Nine in first place, like they were. Uh, leading all the way up to that game against the Arizona Cardinals, but I mean, we got it's it's we can't get there yet. So I mean, we can only really worry about this week. And this week, the Rams have a very tough game. The Arizona Cardinals have a tough game as well because it's division. And uh, San Francisco definitely a tough game. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals, and then uh, Seattle Seahawks they will not play this week. And it looks like looks like uh, Russ will be coming back honestly sooner rather than later. It looks like so. Uh, I think the the Seattle Seahawks will win a couple more games. I do think that, like, I feel it. I'm feeling this, guys. I feel that the standings will end. L.A., Arizona, Seattle, San Francisco. I I, I'm, I feel comfortable saying that today. I think that the Rams, especially with Kyler Murray being a little bit banged up and now adding Von Miller to that pass rush, I think that the Rams are in a good spot to do some things. And I think that the Rams beat the Cardinals head-to-head, which then would mean that the rest of it, I mean, as long as we keep, our business going, then we wouldn't have to worry about that that much. But um, we're going to take, uh, we need to shoot some commercials into your eyeballs. And then on the other side, we got the game preview. We got the Tennessee Titans coming to SoFi Stadium. Take on our LA Rams. We'll preview the entire thing next. Make sure you guys head over to Shaw's Customs. Wait, I did I did that way wrong. It is Shaw's Customs to uh, check out uh, the sweetest of the stuff. So you got the decals, you got the the custom, the beer mugs, the shot glasses, all that good stuff. That's gonna be in the comment section below. So make sure you guys check it out. But I think we need to get into this game preview. We got the Tennessee Titans at six and two. Coming to Los Angeles to take on the 71 LA Rams. This game kicks off at 5.20 p.m. Pacific time. This game is on NBC. And uh, we'll have Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth on the call because we got Sunday Night Football. We're waiting all all day for Sunday night. Producer Fred Godelli, he is awesome at producing the Sunday Night Football games. I don't know if you guys are people who pay attention to things like the production of an NFL broadcast. It is definitely something that I pay attention to, and there is definitely a good reason that Fred is on the Sunday Night Football uh, NBC broadcast because he's awesome at it. Okay, he does he does a heck of a job, makes it just a better experience for all of us. We've seen bad experiences. We've seen it when the producers are maybe not as uh, talented as somebody like Fred. You can feel it when uh, when he's in there. But this game will be played at SoFi Stadium, of course, and the Rams are be or will be in. They're modern throwbacks. The last time that we saw these was week one against the Chicago Bears. Rams walked out of that game with a big fat dub, and that was the first game that we had Matthew Stafford. This and now the first game that we have Vaughn Miller. So we just need to keep apparently wearing these and adding players 
and then they just do a good job their first time wearing them. All right? <laughs> so that's how it's going to go. So uh, the history of this matchup, this is the 14th all-time meeting between the two. Uh, the Rams do lead the all-time series 8-5. and five. This was mostly against the Houston Oilers, uh, as far as the history goes. The most recent game between these two teams came on Christmas Eve of 2017. That was a 23-27 to 27 win for the LA Rams. The first ever game between these two came on October 7th, 1973. That was a 31-26 to 26 win for the LA Rams over the Houston Oilers. Uh, the biggest game in this in this uh, series. I we I don't know if I if I'm breaking any news to you guys about this one, but the LA Rams, or actually at the time the St. Louis Rams, defeated the Tennessee Titans in Super Bowl 34. That game was played on January 30th of 2000. So the 1999 season and uh, wrapped it up there with that sick Mike Jones tackle at the goal line. And like that game, that entire game was absolute madness. I mean, I remember sitting there watching it. I remember sitting on my living room floor with my dad. I was, I was a very young guy at the time. Very young. Uh, so this was January of 2000. So I was. I was nine, <laughs> you know, so I was, I was just a little guy, just a little, little Joe Beggs. And I remember sitting there watching it with him. I remember watching Bruce's touchdown. I remember watching the tackle and being like, ah, like, you know, it's just a crazy event, man. I, and I'm sure most of you guys know exactly where you guys were at too. As one of the, one of the biggest days in this team's history, if not the, and I'm sure a, a lot of us remember exactly where we were at, uh, in that for that matchup. This is the second time ever that the Los Angeles Rams will play the Tennessee Titans. And then, uh, so just because it goes back with different city names, different team names. Now, five games between the St. Louis Rams and Tennessee Titans, the Titans own, uh, owned that record, uh, two and three. They had, they had three wins. Rams had two. One of those, though, being in the Super Bowl. And the St. Louis Rams never got a chance to play against the Houston Oilers. In this game, we are going to unfortunately see a Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans squad. And I know that some fans are like, they're like, oh, nice. We don't got to play Derrick Henry, which is, I mean, honestly, how I feel, too. We don't have to play against Derrick Henry. But I am also such a fan of this game. I love the game of football a lot. And I really, really wanted to see Derrick Henry versus Aaron Donald. I just wanted to see that because those are two guys on their respective positions that everybody just agrees and understands that they are absolute monsters. And it is very difficult to stop either of those guys. So I wanted to see them go head to head. And uh, unfortunately, we are just not going to get to see that one. Looks like Henry will be out for possibly just the rest of the regular season, may miss the rest of the season. The Titans leading rusher outside of Derrick Henry is Jeremy McNichols, who has 38 rushing yards on the season. The Rams have a better record than the Titans. We've already talked about that. 7-1 for the Rams, 6-2 for the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans are currently the number one seed in the AFC, while the Rams are the number five seed in the NFC. So if the Rams were in the AFC, we'd, we'd have first place by by a game. Like we, <laughs> We'd be looking good. Right now we're sitting in, in fifth, though, in seeding. As far as it goes, let's take a look at the matchup on this one, though. We'll start with the Rams offense. The Rams offense is a top five unit, fourth in passing, still 19th uh, on the ground. So still having trouble getting that going. But hey, as long as we're winning the game, does it really matter that much? We're also fifth in points, so it hasn't hurt us there. Putting up over 30 points a game for this Rams offense. On the other side, the Titans defense. 
21st in the NFL, so definitely on the back end there, but they are 8th against the run. So this is one of the first times I will say this season that the Rams are not going against one of the top rushing teams, and maybe this is a good chance for them to get it going. You know, I'm not going to say that this time because I think that this is going to be a pass day. 24th against the pass with Tennessee Titans. They are tied for 20th in points allowed. So just like I think that the the this matchup, the Rams offense versus Titans defense, it's very heavily favored for the for the LA Rams. I, I think that the Rams will be able to put up points. If you go just on averages on points, the Rams are putting up a little bit over 30, and the Titans are giving up a little bit over 24. So if the Rams were to score about that 27-28 range per averages, that would work out. The Rams have only allowed three sacks at home this season, which is pretty awesome. And the Rams have also only thrown one interception at home all season. And that was in that loss to the Arizona Cardinals. That pass went to Byron Murphy on the interception, but that's the only home interception that the Rams have notched this year so far. Let's go to the other side, Titans offense versus the Rams defense. Titans have a top 10 offense, but you look at that number there, fourth in the NFL rushing the football, but their average 147.6 is insane, but that is a lot more yards than the, the, the leading rusher on the Tennessee Titans currently has, which is just 38 on the season for Jeremy McNichols. So it's safe to say that that average will take a hit probably for the rest of the season. They're also sixth in points, putting up over 28 a game. The Rams defense, 23rd overall uh, in total yards. So not looking amazing there. It's It really is, though, still the whole bend but don't break. Because you look at the bottom of the screen there, you see 10th in points allowed. So top 10 in points allowed, almost top 10 in rushing yards allowed. But passing game, that's where the struggle happens, and I think that's where Von Miller makes a big difference. I think that that limiting the time that the quarterback has the football, because make no mistakes about it, you guys can dislike or like or think that he's too old or whatever you guys want, but like it or not, Von Miller is still a good football player, right? And he's going to be able to get, get to the quarterback and help other guys on this Rams roster get to the quarterback as well. So I think it's a, it's a good move, and I think that that's why that the Rams' defense, the Rams' pass defense will improve over these next few weeks, especially that we'll see those averages increase because when you have a quarterback who needs to get rid of the ball that fast, you have secondary guys who can eat that up all day long. Okay, we got Dante Dion, we got Jalen Rams, we got Jordan Fuller. These guys are good football players. And if they have, if the ball's coming to them a little bit faster now and there's not enough, not as much time for those wide receivers to get that separation, that just plays into our favor. All right, that's that's perfect for us. Okay, and um, uh, the Rams... Uh, 12 of their 25 sacks have come in the third quarter. So that's a big thing for this game, uh, specifically this game and the timing of this game because the, the Tennessee Titans do lose Derrick Henry for the season. Not stoked about it, but hey, it happens. Injuries are part of the game. That's, that is that is something that happens. I, I That's why I don't get too upset about injuries, I guess. It's, it's a very violent sport and injuries are going to happen. If you don't get injured, you're not playing very hard, I don't think. So uh, it's going to happen, unfortunately. But in this game, like the... The Tennessee Titans lose their running back, Derrick Henry, who is the Tennessee Titans. He like he is the Titans offense right now. They do have other weapons that the Rams will need to worry about. You know, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, they are other weapons there for sure. But with with Derrick Henry being down, uh, you gotta think that they're gonna try to throw the ball a little bit more. And the Rams just added a pretty sweet pass rusher in Von Miller. So this game in particular, I think that the Rams defense has a really strong edge over the Tennessee Titans as well. And uh, you can also see that the Tennessee Titans have, have allowed 16 sacks on the road this season so far. Let's see if we can get that up over 20, huh? 
Let's take a look at the three to see from last week. We got Daryl Henderson was on that list. He had the 14 carries for 90 yards, one touchdown. Probably would have had 100 uh, for his first time since early last season, but got pulled in the fourth. Ernest Jones, who we also had listed there, led the team in tackles, got his first career interception. Helped ease the pain of Kenny Young leaving us, all right, or being sent off, I guess I should say. He didn't, he wasn't like, peace. He, like, we were like, all right, you can go now, which is, I mean, not cool. I, I still wish we had him, but I mean, it happens. If you, if you combine the, the Kenny Young trade with the Von Miller trade, it makes a lot more sense. Like, because we basically gave them Kenny Young and they basically gave us Von Miller. And I say gave because they're still covering 9 million of his, of his cap hits. So that's, that's huge. And our last one last week on the three to see was Cooper Cup, which is always a safe bet. And uh, he continues on his record setting pace. He had seven receptions for 115 yards and one touchdown. And I think we did the math on uh, the live stream that I did on Monday right here on the Rams Showcase YouTube channel with Payo Time and Rams House. If you guys have not subscribed to them, make sure you do. Awesome YouTubers over there. But I don't know if I even consider myself a YouTuber, by the way. I feel like I consider myself like in early stages analyst you know if that <laughs> i don't know if that's real or not but that's kind of how i feel myself like i don't feel like this is like your normal like youtube channel you know i'm not like putting up like like thumbnails with me on the picture like you know <laughs> i don't do any of that stuff so i don't know i just feel a little bit different but um i also am like i'm shooting i'm not shooting for this to be for youtube to be like the end all you know so i don't know but if we're talking about YouTubers and some awesome ones at that, Rams House, Payo Time, those guys are great, man. They are great. And I've talked to these guys off recordings, off camera, stuff like that. And that's just who they are. It's awesome. Like, definitely go subscribe to these guys because what you're seeing, that's just them. That is just who they are. Genuine human beings. Genuine good people. And I like that. That's why I talk to these guys all the time. And, and we we do the, the live streams and stuff like that because I like talking to good people. And Payo Time... Rams House, both those dudes, awesome dudes. Anyway, that's that's their plug. They don't know about that. They'll probably see it right now, but irrelevant. Just go sub subscribe to them and tell them tell them the sheriff sent you. Let's take a look at the three to see for this game. We got uh, we'll start with cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey could benefit greatly from the addition of Von Miller. More pressure up front equals more op opportunities on the back end. While Floyd might end up. Uh, being the biggest beneficiary, the Tennessee Titans are likely going to be pretty pass heavy in this game with H Henry out. So Ramsey versus Julio Jones. Give me all of that on my TV screen this Sunday. All right. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, Jalen Ramsey going against Julio Jones. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I know that Ramsey's been playing in the, that weird position where he's kind of all over the place. But can we just put him on on Julio? I mean, AZ Sports fan did mention it on the on the roundtable that was also right here on Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Uh, he did mention that that he thinks Julio's kind of just going through some motions. Like he's not, it doesn't look like his heart is into it. So maybe we need to put Jalen on to AJ uh, on the other side. Next one here on three to see is going to be Van Jefferson. While the other, uh, while on the other side of the ball, Josh Reynolds will likely be looking to have a good game. Van Jefferson is in a great spot to get utilized a little bit heavier. No more Tutu, who in fairness was not getting a lot of playing time. No Deshaun Jackson, who is now, I was going to say homeless. He's not homeless. He's got a place like he's good, <laughs> but he is uh, searching for work at this time. Uh, but Jefferson, he was able, like we were able to move on from Josh Reynolds because of Jefferson. So I think for that reason, the Jefferson will want to show out and have a big game. Uh, but the attention will likely go to Cooper Cup again, rightfully so. And Van Jefferson should be able to get uh, get free against that below 
below average pass defense that the Tennessee Titans are bringing over to SoFi Stadium. And my last one of the three to see here, how could I not do this one? Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller may not get a lot of heavy use in this week as he is coming off an injury. He didn't play in week eight. He probably could have, but they, they, they chose to keep him out. Looked like there were some precautionary reasons, or they knew that that was he was just done in Denver, uh, which I would hope that they would let him play in a game if they knew he was going to be on his way out. Um, just be, for him specifically, because you could tell he was he definitely cares about that team. Uh, but um, you know he'll he'll likely see the see the field in what I would call clear passing situations, and probably more because he's such a talented player. Um, but I think that ultimately we kind of ease him in just a little bit to our defense. Uh, but I think we'll, we'll get a small glimpse of what he's going to be able to bring to us as the season continues. All right. I think it's time, though. I think we need to get into some fan quesos. One quick break. All right. Let's go ahead and hop into our fan quesos brought to you by Shaw's Customs. So let's go ahead and we'll just hop right in. All right. Maybe we're not going to go as long as I anticipated originally. So we're looking fine. We're looking fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. This These first two are going to come from Edwin. Now, let's see here. Number one, how excited are you for Von Miller being on our team, bro? Over the top, man. Honestly, over the top. I think Von Miller is such a guy. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know if that comment will make sense to everybody, but like, he's a dude, man. Like, he's, he's coming into a Rams team that, A, is pretty stacked and loaded on the defensive front. And he gets to kind of be like, we keep talking about like on the Rams roster, who benefits the most from Von Miller's uh, presence, whether that's Aaron Donald, whether that's Jalen Ramsey, whether it's Leonard Floyd, or even, you know, a guy like Ernest Young or Ernest Jones, Ernest Young, uh, <laughs> still young on my mind. Um, but Ernest Jones, like I, I even that leadership that's going to be in that linebacker group is huge for a guy like Ernest Jones coming in. Now on the edge, he's got, he's dealing with Floyd and Von Miller like he gets those guys to to help him out, you know, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I think that that will be huge. So uh, I also like, I think though that like we, we keep talking about how it benefits the guys that we already have, but let's talk about how it benefits Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller's never played with an Aaron Donald, you know, he's definitely had some, some really strong opposite pass rushers. Like DeMarcus Ware comes to mind, Bradley Chubb. He's definitely had that. So he's, he's got that with Leonard Floyd again. Uh, because uh, there's been some crazy injuries out there uh, for the Denver Broncos this year, but he's got that. And then also Aaron Donald, if like we see, if we see Sebastian Joseph day lined up directly over the center, then we see Aaron Donald. And then we see Von Miller. Who do you, how, how do you do that? How do you block that? I mean, if Sebastian Joseph day right over the center can get up into that center's face and then force the one-on-one with one of those two on the outside, boom, dude, let's, it's all day, dude, man. I'm I'm pumped for it, man. I'm definitely pumped for it. Uh, next question here. Uh, would you rather hang out with Matthew Stafford for a day or hang out with the cast of How I Met Your Mother at McLaren's Pub watching a Rams game? Ooh, that's a good question, man. I mean, I definitely want to do both. I know that that's not uh, an answer that I'm allowed to give uh, on a on a case like that, but I think, you know what, man? I, I think I might go with... Uh, with the How I Met Your Mother squad, dude. I love that show. If you guys know me at all in any kind of personal setting in any capacity, you definitely know that um, that I'm a big 
Big How I Met Your Mother fan. I love that show. I've watched it like I I can confidently say I've watched it all the way through like 15 times minimum. That's like being generous on the on the easy side. I can tell you anything about it. I love that show. I think it's great uh, myself. But I think I would go with that one, man. Sitting in McLaren's watching the Rams game. I think that would be so much fun. Giving Barney all of the high fives, bro. Get that high five callus going. Yeah, man. All about it. Uh, next one here comes from Gary. Okay. Von Miller expectations. He seemed very emotional about leaving Denver. Did we give up picks for a guy, talent aside, who won't have his heart here? I don't think so, actually. Uh, knowing what I know about Von Miller, which is a decent amount. maybe I don't want to say it's like, oh, I know more about Von Miller than all of you guys do, because that's probably not true. But I can say that I'm a Texas A&M fan. Watched him play there. He was awesome there. And then I also live in Colorado. So I've basically watched his entire career unfold. And yes, he loves the city of Denver. He is very sad to leave the city of Denver. He didn't ask to be traded away from the city of Denver. He wanted to be here. And... I think for him, uh, it's it's a lot where he is he's a team guy because he's even already like even though he's like yeah I love Denver love the fans love Broncos country all this stuff but he's still like but now I'm an LA Ram let's go let's go win some games you know so I think that that mindset is gonna follow him to Los Angeles he also loves LA let's not get that mixed up he loves Los Angeles and he spends most of his off season in LA already. Like for most of his career, he's been spending the, a good chunk of his off seasons in Los Angeles. So I think he's going to be pumped to be here, especially this is going to be his first time seeing SoFi Stadium. He's going to run out of there rocking a modern throwback. That crowd's going to be going nuts. They're going to be doing the Who's House, Rams House. That SoFi Stadium's going to be packed. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be the, the Sunday night football game. So it's going to be under the lights. It's going to be just amazing. And I think that in that moment, Von Miller's going to come out and he's just going to be in. He's going to be like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to have that mindset. I don't think that we have, we're going to have a guy who's just going to be sitting here, sitting on the sideline when the Rams are like when the Rams are on offense, he's going to be sitting on the sideline looking for the score. Like, what do the Broncos do? I don't think he's going to be that guy. I think he's going to be in. I think he's going to be focused. And I'm pumped to have him, man. Pumped to have him. Keith wants to know who haven't the Rams acquired. Um, Too hard of a question. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nobody. We have them all. We own them all. Actually, <laughs> we actually. I had a. I just could tell you guys this quick story. Is um, I had one of my, one of my friends. He every time he posts anything, it was like it's like, well, oh, the Rams have some draft picks. We should trade for him every time. And then he commented back once, and he was like, he was like, dude, stop. <laughs> it was like, I will give you a fourth round pick right now to shut up. <laughs> like, I was steering into that skin of the Rams just trading all the way, trading away all their picks. Like, I'll, I'll trade you a fifth-round pick if you stop talking to me right now. And then just walk away from them. Like, feel free to use that, guys. I'm not I'm not looking for credit. You don't need to... It's, it's just a dumb joke that I say, so I don't need credit. <laughs> but it is fun. Next one here is from Dalton. Do you think Miller's addition will impact the development of our younger linebacker core? Yes, but in a positive way. Like, I don't think it's a negative thing to have him here, if that's what you were kind of insinuating. I don't know. I can't like read your tone in this, but I, I think that he will be another form of that leadership role because he is such a focused guy. He's almost, he's almost got that Aaron Donald, like, like work ethic, almost nobody's got Aaron Donald work ethic, but he's almost, he's like that though. He's a player that he wants to go. Like he's already been talking about. It. He's like, my mind is going to go get a championship this year. 
that's where I'm at now. It's like, I'm sad to leave Denver. Excited to be a Ram, though. Let's go win. Like, he's already talking about, like, even in his vlog, where he's still sitting in his his place up in Denver, he's he's doing his little vlog, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going for it. Like, let's, uh, I'm trying to go win, you know? So, I, I'm excited for that, and I also think that that attitude will help out guys like Ernest, Ernest Jones. I think it'll help guys like Troy Reader on his position specifically. I don't think it hurts guys like Oboe and Justin Hollins and Terrell Lewis. I, I don't think it hurts any of these guys. Next one here is from Derek. Uh, do you think Morris will open up the play calling and actually play more aggressive with the pass rush we have now? No, but only because I think that this move was to increase the aggression in a pass rush with being able to keep people in the secondary without having to bring in blitzers like Jalen Ramsey, uh, without bringing in corners and stuff like that. I think that the, this move was done so that we we get that pressure a little bit faster while maintaining the same number of rushers, if that makes any sense. So no, I don't think that the Rams get more aggressive with it. I just think that the Rams will get to the quarterback faster now with the addition of Jalen or of uh, of Von Miller and then guys like Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller, Darius Williams, uh, Robert Rochelle, Dante Dion on the back end there. They'll all be able to to do a better job because that ball is going to have to get out of there a little bit faster now. And Von Miller is a guy who goes after the ball, right? Super Bowl 50 MVP. Next two are from Cody. How much of a role did Von Miller's uh, six-figure Halloween party play in him leaving Denver, which is teams with his teams not chipping in? Honestly, I have no idea. I saw that story. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't. I also don't really care that much about it because I, I don't think it played any role. I think it upset some of his teammates. But I don't think it played any role of like the the front office wasn't sitting there like, dude, man, he asked like Noah Fant to pay for some of it. Like he did this. We got to get rid of We got to get him out of here. Like, I don't think that that's what, that's what happened at all. And I kind of see that that like that's somewhat of uh, some of the comments that have been said. But I just I don't don't agree with that at all. Let's see here. I've got a little bit of a little bit more here. And then we'll go ahead and rock out of here. This one's going to come from Payo time. Will Vaughn Miller get a sack in his first game as a Ram? Yes. I do think he gets in there enough uh, to get a sack on Ryan Tannehill, who was actually his uh, teammate at Texas A&M. They, were, they played for a short time together there at Texas A&M. Uh, Tannehill did start as a wide receiver. Vaughn Miller, though, was always that linebacker. But I do think he can get in there this week. I think we'll play him enough that he can get a sack. Next one here from AJ. Do you feel any concern uh, that Woods isn't getting as many targets as I feel as I feel we all thought? This year has been all cup. Do you think Woods may feel a little bitter? You know, that's hard to say because Woods isn't really that guy, but I also think that he really loved being like that feature guy in the Rams offense. And it is weird that he's getting so few targets uh, and Cup is getting so many. That does feel weird, and especially there there are times now. Now I'm starting to catch him a lot more as well after it was pointed out to me that Woods will be open, and the ball will still go to like a covered cup. And I mean, it works, and we get first downs and stuff, but it's like, dude, that was an easy one, you know? So I don't know. There's something there, um, but I don't know if, if Woods is the kind of guy who's going to be like, well, let me go play somewhere else then. Like, I just, I don't know if he's that guy. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. But I think that there's going to be those days where it's going to be like the second quarter. McVay is going to tell Stafford, okay, they're taking away cup. We've got other weapons though. Like I, we're going to shift roles. We can even keep them the same plays, but now we're going to swap the roles that cup and woods are playing. Let's hit, let's start hitting woods. I think that that'll be something that we start to see as the season rolls on. 
Next one here from AJ. How do you feel about how do you feel Von Miller's presence will affect Ramsey and AD? Say what you need. It's not the round table today. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, I try to limit it just a little bit there. Uh, because A, we gotta get it moving. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the round tables, so it, we gotta keep rolling. And I mean, my shows have been going over an hour, so I guess I guess I need to keep these ones rolling too. But uh, how do I feel the Von Miller's presence will affect <laughs> the Von Miller? How do I how do I feel that his presence will affect Ramsey and AD? I think for Ramsey, it just means that that ball has to get out there a little bit faster. It's less time for those receivers to get separation from Ramsey, which is already a very difficult task. For Aaron Donald, I think that this means for both Aaron Donald and for Von Miller, they will both see a, a little bit more, a little bit of a jump in their one-on-one blocks. And both of those guys can handle that. So I'm excited for it, man. I'm absolutely pumped to see uh, Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller on the same rush, on the same pass rush. I think that's just so exciting, man. I don't know. And I, I don't know what it was in my brain that that said that that was going to happen. Rams House says, will the Rams bring back SJD Sebastian Joseph Day? I hope so. With little sad eyes. Uh, don't be sad, Rams House. Um, I, I think that the Rams will. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a huge deal or anything, because let's not pretend like Sebastian Joseph Day is like a pro bowl. Like he's just an absolute monster. and stuff like, that. like he's a very, very good player. But let's look at his production. Let's look at let's compare him to the rest of the NFL here. He's above average, but let's not put him in top five yet. I mean, he's he's doing fine. So I think it that the Rams will be able to get away with bringing him back for not a whole bunch of money. All right. So I think I think the Rams will do will want to bring him back though. It does also look like the Rams are interested in giving Von Miller some sort of extension. But as we've seen from the Rams historically extensions really don't mean crap all right i mean it doesn't really mean a whole lot if you get extended by the la rams still could you could get an extension and they get booted jeff fisher like <laughs> like literally that's what happened but also we had a conversation me and rams house did have a conversation kind of about that topic about the rams willingness to move on from people so fast that is up on fanmedianetwork.com i'll uh, i'll go ahead and link it in the bottom below you can check out my profile there it's good stuff uh, next one here comes from AJ. How does Von Miller like his steak cooked and what does he eat it with? You guys with these food questions, man. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun. I'm not complaining. Not a complaint at all. Not a complaint. Um, but how does he like his steak? Um, he is, a he is a Texas guy. So I, I think like he's from Texas and then lived a good chunk of his life out here in Colorado. So he's a mid rare guy, man. Medium rare for sure. Uh, for Vaughn and on the side he likes a good baked potato as well as the the mixture of the I think he I, the the green beans and mashed potatoes I'm gonna go with that or not the mashed potatoes the baked potato and the baked potato loaded that's my answer uh next one here from Rams House predict Vaughn Miller's first reaction to SoFi Stadium um like a lot like Sheriff Joe Baggs' reaction to walking into SoFi Stadium for the first time. It was a lot of like, ah. <laughs> like I was I was blown away. Honestly, I'm like a little mad that nobody was recording me. <laughs> They're like seeing the stadium for the first time and like walking up to the corridor and you like, you see the screen just like get bigger and bigger as you walk up and you see like the light coming through. It's not super dark in there or anything like that. And then, and then there's Rams fans as far as the eye can see. And it's just amazing. It's like, it's exactly where I belong. You know what I mean? And so I think that his reaction will be a lot like that. He's going to walk out of that tunnel for the first time for warmups. So not a lot of people are going to see it, 
But he's going to walk out there and he's going to be like, uh, and then he's going to look at somebody and we're not going to have a microphone on him. And he's going to be like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be like, like crazy. You know, he's going to be mouthing stuff like that to guys like Aaron Donald or something. And then they're going to be like, bro, right? Like, right? Like, welcome to the Rams house, man. Welcome to the Rams house. And it's going to be awesome. But I, I feel it's going to be very much like Sheriff Joe Baggs' first reaction to uh, seeing SoFi Stadium with my own eyeballs. Which will happen again here in a few weeks. You, you. Next one here from AJ. If Von Miller is eating alone, who is the first Ram to sit with him? Good question. Holy crap, I like that question. I don't know what it is about that question I like so much, actually. That's just a good one. That's an interesting one. Um, I think that if Von Miller goes into like the cafeteria or whatever happens um, <laughs> and he's sitting there eating alone, I think that the first person that would come up to him would be Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford is such a leader on this entire team. And then I think quickly followed by Matthew Stafford being like holding up his tray with his little carton of milk and stuff. I have no idea what it looks like for the NFL like meeting or like eating time or whatever. I have no idea. I just, I'm just picturing my own high school in my brain right now. But I feel like like Stafford comes up and he's like, hey man, go sit here. And then Vaughn's like, yeah, you know, because he's new kid. He's shy. <laughs> Naturally. So, uh, and then like immediately after that, Aaron Donald comes up and then probably Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey does, Jalen Ramsey has that, that, I guess in my brain, he would have that personality of like the dude who just gets a bag of chips and like a fruitopia. Is that even a thing anymore? Did I just date myself a little bit there? Oh man, I think I aged myself. But yeah, he just goes and gets a bag of chips and a fruitopia and he's like, it's like, hey man, I heard you're the new guy and stuff. And then I'll go way too deep on this. I think <laughs> so, like, hey man, heard you're the new guy. They're like, yeah. And then, and then they're like, hey man, well, I'll see you out there. And then cut scene, you know, it, cut and and then it goes to them on the practice field you know i just created my own tv show with the rams apparently in my own brain <laughs> rams house wants to know what is von miller's favorite drink Ooh, i feel like i actually know the correct answer what is it oh man i think i had an answer to that i think he's done commercials out here um Oh, man. Okay, I'll just make one up then. Um, For Von Miller. Von Miller's a pretty obnoxious guy. He does do uh, the cowboy hats and stuff. Um, We need to get him a sheriff hat, maybe. Um, But he does do that. Um, Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. What do what do cowboys drink? Budweiser or something? I don't know. But um, no, that's too boring of an answer. Um, You know what, man? He spent a lot of time out here in Colorado. I'm going to say that he goes with, like, some kind of random microbrew from like Boulder, Colorado. I don't, I've never been to a brewery in Boulder, but every time I've been to Boulder, it's just been like passing through and covering my nose because it stinks there. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say he goes, he, he likes like a, like a chocolate porter, like a local chocolate porter that you can only get on like a back street in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one, man. Chocolate stout. And uh, Annette asked, actually uh, wanted to know what my thoughts are on uh, Aaron Rodgers being out because uh, he's got COVID and uh, Jordan Love will get his first start. I don't want to go too deep into it. It's not a Rams-related question, but uh, Rodgers being out really sucks. And the reason I think that it sucks more because obviously I want to see all these NFC teams lose right now. we got a playoff race coming up that will actually start to be adding in the playoff race uh, starting probably maybe next week, maybe the week after that. We might we might even wait uh, till a little bit and 
uh, closer to the end of November to start adding that just to get when the race gets real juicy. But I do want to see all these NFC teams lose. I want to see like it's I'm glad that the Bucks lost. I want to see the Cowboys lose. I want to see the Packers lose. I want to see the Cardinals lose. I want to see these teams lose because about it's all about seeding and where the Rams are going to be playing at and stuff. So I want to be at home. We're sitting in a five seed right now, which means we would be on the road. And I want to say I think we'd be at Arizona right now, actually. So uh, the way that that would work out or who's three. Maybe it's Tampa. No, I think we might be playing it right now. If the season were to end, I think we'd play at Dallas. But I'll be honest with you. The only reason that I actually feel a little bit lame about Rodgers being out of this game is because one of my best friends out here in Colorado is a massive Packers fan and decided, you know what? Kansas City's close enough. That's the game I'm going to go to, man. I'm going to go see Aaron Rodgers in person. And then he got the news this morning that he's not going to be able to see Aaron Rodgers in person. And I just I feel bummed out for him. Like that was like a big, big reason why he wanted to go out there to uh, to see the Packers play is because of Aaron Rodgers. And now that's not going to happen. He's obviously still a Packers fan and will be after even Rodgers leaves. But I don't know. I get that. I definitely understand that. Um, like if 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 say I'm going out to the Jags game, the Rams and Jaguars game uh, that's early December, first December game for the Rams this year. Uh, if if I showed up to that game or the week leading up to it and they're like, oh, by the way, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller. None of these guys are playing, by the way. We're just putting backups in, by the way. I would be bummed. You know what I mean? So I get it from that standpoint. But as far as um the Packers themselves and what I think about Aaron Rodgers being out, I don't really care. I'll be honest with you guys. And I don't know if that makes me sound like a jerk or not, but I'm not a Packers fan. This is not a Packers show, so I don't really care. Now, we'll see what Jordan Love does in live action. Uh, this is his first time against... Uh, with live bullets flying and um i i will see i guess if uh jordan love could be the future if jordan love absolutely lights it up then uh maybe aaron Rodgers is playing out here in denver next year i'm not really sure but uh that is gonna do it for me thank you guys for dropping your fan cases i do sincerely appreciate it uh, i love this segment I, I i it carries me long into uh into the episode but i do not care one bit i love doing it and i love talking with you guys so uh, thank you guys for dropping those. Make sure you guys like or dislike whatever is more honest for you. I do appreciate honesty over everything. Uh, leave a comment. Tell me what your favorite part of the show was or your favorite quote, whatever it happens to be. And you can also go to the front end of the episode here and get your answer in for the trivia. Or it's not trivia. We are going to start bringing back trivia. Uh, I'm going to do that on the live episodes, though. Um, so we'll bring that back here soon. But um, you can do you can enter the contest that way. Uh, but that is going to do it for me, guys. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it pretty simple there. Also, make sure you guys subscribe. If you guys have not already checked out Ram Showcase on RamblinFan.com, that is an awesome place to do it. Good stuff going on over there for RamblinFan.com. And uh, you can catch every episode of Ram Showcase directly on there. It is only audio, so if you guys are part of the video squad, then make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. If you guys are audio squad, then you guys can listen just about anywhere. iTunes and all that stuff. All over the place, I promise you guys. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports Bowl Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.